0: Welcome to the Shit Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Liz Broder. Are you ready to shoot the shit? I'm so excited about today's episode. It's a follow-up to part one of the Japanese Toilet Bidet and Westernized Toilets episode featuring Nikki Parlitsis. She joins me again today on Shit Talk. If you have not listened to part one, please go back and do so. But just some background, if you don't remember Nikki from last time, Nikki Parlitzis is a registered dietitian and certified personal trainer who uses a highly individualized and holistic approach to nutrition, fitness, and lifestyle to help guide you toward your healthiest, most confident self. She practices integrative and functional nutrition at Michelle Shapiro Nutrition, a virtual practice that stands for the middle ground, where you can pursue judgment-free weight loss and full body healing in a healthy, sustainable, and intuitive way. They actually just launched an eight-week fitness and functional nutrition guide called Just Start Somewhere for those of you who are looking to begin a fitness journey or get back into one, but you don't know where to start. I have a link to that in the show notes. You can also follow Nikki on Instagram at nutrition.nikki for realistic recipes and fitness tips that actually fit into your busy life. I will link to her Instagram in the show notes as well. And Nikki is a proud elder emo and loves a spicy margarita, but promises she's not a basic bitch. She's amazing. I love her. We had such a fun discussion and we talk about our experience with the tushy bidet attachment. So if you have, like I said, if you've not listened to part one, please go back so that this makes more sense. And I hope you enjoy our conversation as much as I did. Welcome back to the Shit Talk podcast, Nikki Parlitzis.
1: Woo-hoo. How are you? <laughs> I'm so much better now. I mean, I'm sure we'll get into it, but now that we, I have my tushy, uh, I am way better than I was last time we talked.
0: I had no idea that I basically was dead until I got my tushy.
1: I also just can't believe that we... I'm not kidding. I, I, I did have a... I don't know if it was... I feel like it was very obvious that we had opinions on it. We didn't really know what to think. Mm-hmm. We would never really used one before. So mm-hmm. it wasn't something where we really knew what we were missing out on. But we I feel like there was a little bit of an air of, like, kind of making fun of it. We just didn't know. You know what I mean?
0: I mean, I don't think we were making fun of it. I think, like we discussed, you know, people reject the unfamiliar. And for anyone who has no idea what we're talking about, this is part two of our Japanese toilet bidet, and westernized toilet episode. If you haven't listened to the first one, please go back. It's from back in March, inspired by South Park's Japanese toilet episode. And just referencing one thing from there briefly, it was it was either, I think it was World War II, um, soldier, U.S. soldiers who first saw bidets in brothels in France, and then it became associated with, like, you know, prostitutes being dirty, had a negative connotation, but it's like everyone's so squeamish and a little scared of things that they don't recognize or that are unfamiliar. So I don't think we were disrespectful. I think we were just like, how do you use it? What's the point? Is it that much better? It must be because so much of the world uses them. So we gave it a shot. I think we did. We did what you should do is we questioned it. We got curious.
1: We bought it. We tried it out for ourselves. By the way. I don't know if it's still, it's probably still not going on, but they probably next holiday will have the same thing. We did like a two for, was it two for one? Two. I think it was two for the price of one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We did a two for one deal, shipped them to Liz's place mm-hmm. and she came and handed off that she actually had, no, I, you brought it to me yes. before yours was installed. Yes. And then we said this can't be difficult. Like I've hung all the shelves on my wall. Let's install this right now. I was heading out to dinner in, I think I had, we had 45 minutes to get this done. Yeah. Go into my bathroom where like, it's a whole process. I have to say, I did eventually doing it do it on my own. So it is possible. You do not need help, but it will be a challenge for sure. You have to shut the water valve off then you're supposed to attach the tushy to the toilet seat Mm you take the toilet seat off attach the tushy put the toilet seat back on top of it to like lock it into place by the way if you do get the tushy please listen to me right now do it in the opposite order that they tell you to because if you do not have the right pipes or the right valve for the tushy you will need to order an additional part and if you have spent like 10 minutes taking off the toilet seat, you're going to be really pissed off when you then have to put it back on and then take it back off to reinstall. So yeah. do the valve and the piping part first and then do the, put the toilet seat back on.
0: That was, so I, so for everyone listening, I came. I went to Nikki's apartment as she's already said. I brought her the tushy. She whipped out the toolbox. We're like, this can't be that hard. Let's do it. Also, just going to point out, she did have some Cottonelle toilet paper in her bathroom. Um, we'll talk about that. If you don't remember our TP discussion from part one, we'll we'll get into that in a second. And I'll continue to give Nikki shit about that. But anyway, yeah, you undid it. There was an issue. Then you had to like redo it, put everything back. I was not as do it yourself. I had someone from my building do it for me. He had all the proper tools. It took him about 10 minutes. Sadie was barking the whole time. Other than that, it was painless. And I've been using my Toshi now for three months.
1: Liz has been using it way longer than me because I, we had, there was the first attempt at installation. There was, a, Nikki
0: had a bit of a hardship with the tushy. That's why listen up so you don't make the same mistake and you know what He's- you need to do.
1: Please. So I live in a very, very old building. Pros are that I don't hear a word my neighbors are saying. Cons, the pipes do are not very amenable to doing your own plumbing ventures. So when I tried to unscrew all the bolts, they would unscrew, give me hope, and then hit a point where it just would stop and it wouldn't screw any, unscrew anymore. Yeah. So basically, the the there's two valves one of them comes out of the wall and one of them goes into the um the wa- what do you call the water compartment of the toilet there's a name for it right am I just blanking like the
0: water basin what do you mean
1: I feel like there's a word for it but yes the part of the toilet that holds the water not the, the bowl? bowl part but the back uh,
0: part you know I don't know I'm sure there is but the part that's I, like I just think There's only one word that comes to mind when I think of the back part of the toilet, and it's so inappropriate and disgusting. It's something my brother taught me that I can't talk about it. It's basically a prank. I'll just say it, and if you know what it is, you'll laugh, but I'm not describing it. It's called an upper-decker. It's a prank. I mean, I've never done it. He's never done it, but he told me what it was, and then one day he was just like, oh, you should leave an upper-decker. I'm like, what's that? And just so that's all. I'm not getting into it. It's related to shit talk and it's related to that back portion of the toilet. The tank. The The tank. And we'll leave
1: it at that. So one (laughs) valve goes into the tank. One goes into the wall. Yes. The part that goes into the wall, that was fine. The part that goes into the tank wouldn't unscrew. So what I had to do was order another part. It's like a valve connector. So it's like, um, oh my God, my brain isn't working today. But
0: no, like basically it's one piece that has two different things and it connects- An adapter. An adapter, so it connects, one part connects to the wall and one part connects to the
1: toilet. Right, so I ordered that part. It was on back order. It took like two weeks to ship after it took about a month to come back into stock.
0: Literally, and that was so beyond your control.
1: So beyond, but then when I got it and I tried to install it, I realized I needed a wrench. And although I had a massive toolbox that weighs about 15 pounds, it has about two hammers and four screwdrivers and zero wrenches. So then I had to go on Amazon order a wrench. Needless to say, the wrench arrived. I put it in. It probably by the time I had all the parts, it was an installation process of about 15 minutes. Like it really really wasn't bad. And then I had it. It's a little um it's one of those things where You know, when you're a little kid and you get a new toy and you want to use it right away, it's really Yeah, but you can't poop on demand. Exactly. So you have to kind of like wait until you need it and then you'll be able to use it. And
0: poor Nikki was getting harassed by me. I was like, text me as soon as you poop. Text me as soon as you poop. Did you poop yet? How's it going? Did you use the tushy? Like I needed like the blow by blow of her pooping. And then finally the magic happened and I got the text.
1: And then I and then I texted Liz probably every day for like five days about it.
0: No, you really didn't. I so because mine was installed first. Every morning, like for the next five days, I texted you. I was like, "Okay, poop number one, I used the tushy." Then, okay, poop number two, I used it again. Now, should we get into our our tushy review? Experience? Yeah, and then we can we'll circle back to the toilet paper. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I texted her every day for five days. I will say that's the first time I've ever used the Tushy day attachment. And for me, when I first used it, the water was really cold. And I was like, ooh, you know, cause I, I'm a morning pooper. So it's like, it wakes you up. I was like, ooh, was not expecting it. After using it maybe three times, I was used to it. It's very comfortable. It did not freak me out. I, like I knew what to expect. But the first few times I was like, it is very cold. Did you feel that way with the temperature?
1: I don't know if it's just the water in my building or because you had warned me, but it wasn't as jarring for me. I think it was because you had warned me though. Like if you didn't tell me, I might've expected it to be like a, like a room temp. It was definitely in, I would say it was in between cold and room temp, but yeah, definitely after a day or two, not even a problem. Totally fine. Yeah. I wouldn't even spend, if I were to buy another one, I wouldn't even spend the extra whatever it is hundred dollars to get the temperature warmer like it's not worth it
0: absolutely not worth it it's really comfortable it was just an adjustment i wasn't expecting Mm -hmm. it and then other than that really just getting the angle right which again took a few tries so like you go to the bathroom and then when you use it there's a little switch where you can like make the angle go up or down that i had to do a few times Now it just stays in place and I just turn it on and turn it off. Like there's a, there's a knob for like the water turning it on and like the force. And then there's the switch for the angle. So like, once you get the angle, right, you don't have to move it.
1: Well, so this is funny because we were talking about how it's like when you finally, you get a new car and you finally get the right driver's seat set up. So you have your, your back angle, you have the height, you have, you know, how close are you to the pedals? Like all of it is so, perfect when you find that point. And mm. then the second someone changes it, it's like you never find that, that same point again. So I had set mine up and then I had been using it for about a week or two. And then my boyfriend came to visit for the weekend and he adjusted the angle because apparently we have completely different anatomy, like wildly <laughs> different. And he adjusts the angle completely in the Like, if mine was, let's say, all the way forward, his was all the way back.
0: Like, of course. Of course it had to be that way.
1: Doesn't tell me, though. Like, this is, I mean, this is a red flag. We've been together for nine years, so I guess it's a little too late for that. But girls, like, that, this is a red flag, please. So I went in there, and if, so this is another tip. If your backside is not fully flush with the seat like if you're not fully covering all openings on the seat when you turn it on it will shoot up behind you and get like spray the seat and the the, the lid a little bit so because it was just in a completely different angle and I hadn't learned that tip yet it like sprayed (laughs) like up my back so it was just not it was not ideal
0: first of all Jordan you don't move someone's bidet angle without telling them or moving it back so jordan learned right his name is jordan yeah a courtesy jordan, we didn't even know it
1: existed like we didn't know this was necessary until.
0: jordan that. learned a valuable lesson it's a red flag but i'm going to say give him a get out of jail free card it's probably his first time using someone's bidet attachment but for everyone out there if you're using someone's bidet attachment please do it responsibly find your angle Then switch it back to their angle, or maybe even let them know and say, "Just so you know, I used it. I moved the angle. I tried to get it back to yours. It may be out of place." Use with caution. Right, that's just common courtesy. Your second point, I experienced the same thing, so. My first few tries with it, I noticed, like, a little water sprayed up in the back. So, like, I'd be finished and get up. I'd be like, oh, I have to, like, wipe down the seat. Not like a puddle, but there were little, like, droplets.
1: And it's clean. It's, like, very, very – it's the water from the hose. Yeah, it's
0: clean water. water. It's it's faucet water. They say that, like, the way you hook it up, it's the same water you brush your teeth with. Mm -hmm. So it's coming out of there. It's not a big deal. I wiped it down and I cleaned the toilet. But obviously you don't want that every time you go. So definitely finding your angle and then finding – the most comfortable sit sitting or seated position for you is important. And that may take a few tries, but it's not hard. And I don't know. I mean, every morning go to the bathroom. I tushy bidet my tush and I'm like in business. And then I use less toilet paper, which has been an adjustment, but just to like dry it.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. And I also have to say, because because we've made this shift and I I can't even believe I'm saying this because I I was telling Liz I feel like a fraud. but and we'll get to the toilet paper rankings. but I do have to say, because I'm not as reliant on the toilet paper anymore, I don't feel like I'm gonna continue spending the extra couple bucks for Quilted Northern because I feel like okay, don't let's not get too excited, Liz. I'm not going Scott. okay. so let's I, this is baby steps here. Okay. But I will move one step down from Quilted Northern to, I'll move two steps down from Quilted Northern to cottonell. because I feel like I only need like a couple squares. It's not that big of a deal anymore because it's not doing the main job. And I'll save a couple bucks.
0: I mean, I'm all for it. Good for you. I want to touch on, I saw Cottonell. Maybe this was just foreshadowing. So I saw Cottonelle in your apartment. Before we even started the Tushy day, And I took a picture of it and I was like, excuse me. Because just a reminder for those of you who don't remember or haven't listened to part one yet. Nikki did a very thorough ranking of toilet papers. Her number one, she said the thing that solved all her problems was Quilted Northern. Number two was Charmin. Number three was Cottonelle. Number four was Angel Soft. And number five was Scott. One Ply Scott i liz scott is my number one so we had opposites in that but the point is her number one was to northern her number three was cottonelle. now she's saying because she doesn't need as much of it given the tushy bidet attachment she's happy to save a few bucks and do cottonell.
1: 100 i i really am you saw it because they were either out of quilted northern or they had bumped up the price or something i can't remember hmm. what the That's specifics fair. were but i was like fair. Screw it! I'm getting cotton. Yeah, and then I was like, "All right." Then it, because I had used it, I then had bought another thing of quilted Northern, and then I attached the tushy. It was time for new toilet paper, and I was like, "Let me just kind of see." It was cheaper. Let me get the Cottonelle. See what happens. Totally fine. Like, really, not that big of a deal. And I know that you did that poll, yes, on your Instagram. So
0: Nikki ranked her top five. In the Insta polls, you can only put four options, so I omitted Cottonelle. But I asked people, which toilet papers? Which paper is your favorite? 58%, the large majority, said Charmin. That was the clear winner. So that was Nikki's number two. That was 58%. And then tied for number two was 17% said Scott and 17% said Quilted Nor- Northern. And number four, 8% said Angel Soft.
1: I, first of all, the fact that this just shows you how shitty Angel Soft is. I know. That it's underneath Scott. Sorry. I know that you love it. I mean, it, but... leave Scott out of
0: this. I like Scott. Scott mm-hmm. is consistent, reliable. He, Scott's never led me astray.
1: But I do have to say it is just interesting that they're not ranked in terms of softness. Like, there's really no rhyme or reason. But you know what I actually think? They're they're not ranked in terms of softness. Like, it, for example... AngelSoft is softer than Scott and it has a lower ranking, but they are ranked. I don't have data for this, but this is my opinion and observation. I think they're ranked in terms of marketing budget. Like Charmin has the, mm-hmm. we know those bears, they're super cute. We love their little family. Not the little. That oh. came out at number one. And then we have Quilton Northern and Scott are tied. I kind of think, I don't see ads really for either one of them, but I feel like if I do, they're very on par with each other.
0: Well, you know what I kind of like, if you're going to bring it to this point. So you put Scott as your number five, it's my number one. And then this, it was tied with Colton Northern by the listeners slash my Instagram followers for number two. If you're talking about budget, I kind of, that kind of cracks me up because Scott clearly has no marketing budget because Have you ever ever seen an ad, a flyer, a commercial for Scott? Like I haven't.
1: I've seen one, and because
0: yeah, it shows they're confident. They give zero fucks, and that's kind of why. Like, like we don't need to advertise. We're gonna clean your asshole by Scott.
1: Also, there is a built-in like there's a built-in customer for them because anyone. Like, I grew up with a septic tank, so we could only use one ply. So there's an entire portion of the country that has no other option but to buy them. It's right. kind of like when you're in the city and you all have to have spectrum, even though we all hate it. Like, yeah. that's kind of similar. It's like no no choice for internet. It's a guarantee. They,
0: they basically have a guaranteed um, customer base exactly. for those living on septic. And perhaps they even give a kickback to some septic what's the right word people who install septic systems or people who decide like the piping and the sewage in an area like maybe they get some sort of kickback or give them a kickback for like encouraging keeping that around because they know those people are going to have to use their
1: nothing nothing would surprise me at this point in terms of connections in that way no
0: Everything's a deal, everything's a business, everyone's holding shit over someone else's head. I'm sure there somewhere is a deal amongst someone related to septic tanks and people in the Scott toilet paper business. I'm sure somewhere. Yeah. You wouldn't think about it, but you raise an excellent point.
1: Yeah. So honestly, at the end of the day, I think it comes back to when you have the the bidet attachment, whether it's Tushy or a different one. We chose Tushy. I think what it comes down to is that the toilet paper becomes secondary. It's not the end all be all because it's really just serving a different purpose. Yeah. And it is kind of nice also. And I know that we're going to get into this a little bit. I know that the different types of bidets or the different types of, you know, using that process to clean versus wiping there's, they come in different shapes and sizes. So there's different bidet attachments. There's different types of bidets in different countries. Right. I think that this type, the type that the tushy is, is probably the most user-friendly, the most efficient, the most clean. I do think it's, although it's the only one we've ever used and the one we, the only one we have, I think it's one of the better designs
0: I agree I also think it's a great starting point it's not a separate standalone thing in addition to a toilet it's small it's not intimidating you don't have to use it every time you go you can just not use it and use toilet paper I found it to be really helpful I use a lot less toilet paper I pat dry I'm done I go and I have to be honest um time has flown. But so we recorded this, the first one in March, and we probably got the tushies like end of March, early April. I have not had a single person over since then. And I'm like waiting for someone to come over and use my bathroom and be like, what's this? Like, I want to talk about it. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I literally haven't had anyone over. No one. Not, I mean, I will say that in New York, like you don't really have people to your apartment. It's a little different, but I don't know. I don't know who I was expecting to come over, but I'm like, wow, no one's even seen it. Like I haven't been able to show it off. So hopefully in the next few months, I'll have someone to show it to.
1: You're like so excited about this new toy. You want to show it to everyone.
0: Yeah. I want someone to go in there and be like, what's this? And I'll be like, oh, I'll show you what it is.
1: So will you give, first of all, I just, we, we haven't said it up to this point and I'm cracking up that we haven't. Yeah. We are not sponsored. Like shit talk. You are not sponsored by Tushy. They- no, asked I don't know. Her- we reached out to them. No, we reached out to them. We were like, you have to purchase- buy. We're like,
0: okay, thanks. Yeah, thanks they were like, that. here's the link to purchase. Like, like here's link to purchase- exactly. Like, well, thank you for absolutely nothing, but we will purchase it. You win. Exactly. Tushy right. won, Liz and Nikki zero.
1: <laughs> like we will just. It doesn't even. It- you. It we'll rich- buy it. Like we just want it in some way. Are you gonna? give someone when someone walks in your front door are you going to give them a heads up or are you going to wait to see when they go in there like they're like trying to figure it out on their own
0: no first of all I like to see if people are observant second of all I like to see the dumb shit that comes out of people's mouths because there are going to be some people that are like oh I've seen that I've been wanting to try it do you like it then there's gonna be people that are like what is that which is a fair question and then there are gonna be people that are like going to stand in front of it and try to use it and the water's going to shoot out at them they're going to get soaked. Wait, because so- if you're not sitting on it, this is, here's another thing people. If you're not sitting on it, the water
1: angle, the water shoots out. So like it's going to go straight out of the toilet. So Did it's going to tell go you. Out of front. I can't remember if I told you what happened when I set mine up.
0: Cuz that happened with mine, not at anyone, but it hit my shower curtain and then the guy and
1: Stalia and I looked at each other. We were like, "Whoops." But Okay. So I was installing mine, again, on my own. I'm kneeling in front of the toilet. Impressive. I'm impressed you did it. Wasn't even thinking, though. Like, I don't understand how this happened. Clearly, I was not in my right mind. But when I had it all hooked up, I was like, okay, did I do this right? So instead of standing up or sitting down and trying to see if it was coming out correctly, because, by the way, the attachment that the water comes out of it looks like it's going to shoot down into the toilet bowl. It does not look like it's going to come out in the right direction. Correct. So I was like, did I do this right? I feel like it's pointing in the wrong direction. So I. It point, down. Exactly. It points right down. And there's no visible hole. So I don't even know how it works. Right. Me but too. I turn the little knob. Whoops. It shot into my mouth. Liz. Yeah. Did I not? Did I tell you this? It literally shot. I'm kneeling in front of the toilet and it shot into my mouth. With I mean. Water.
0: You told me this, I felt bad, but I will say once again, they say it's the same, you're getting the same water that you're getting from the faucet. So, but still, you don't want it in your mouth. You don't want it on your clothes. Mine was lucky enough to shoot into the shower curtain. So none of us got wet, but we were cracking up. But just keep in mind, if you turn it on and you're not sitting on the toilet, the water's going to come out of the toilet. Because like, if it doesn't have your tushy to hit, it just goes straight
1: out. The tushy needs a tushy. The tushy needs a tushy. Yeah.
0: But I have to say, I love it, and I really do look forward to whoever, whatever guest comes over and sees it, and I hope they ask me about it.
1: So we will need, even if it's just in the, like, an intro to another episode, I just, we, I feel like we're going to need to hear about that, yeah. Oh, I'll follow up. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of following up, we have your Hinge. um, We have some research
0: now on our first episode towards the end i was like you know what why don't i hit hinge match with all the foreign guys talk to them ask them about their bidet experience versus westernized toilet experience let's see how it goes shoot your shot so i had already been matched with with a bunch of foreign guys and then like some i was already chatting with and then some i wasn't so i like sent them a message now keep in mind this is back in like april it's now July. So I kept notes, but it, it, this didn't happen yesterday. We'll start with my first victim, Ryan from Australia. We matched on Bumble. Hold on.
1: I love that you also mentioned where you guys matched because that's just a crucial element to the story. So you can like, so you just have the background,
0: you know, you, this yeah. is like, He Ryan and I eventually moved to text and he lives in D.C. And so we matched when he was here and then he comes to New York for work. We had a date set for May, so we matched back in like April. We had a date set for May. We were supposed to meet and then I ended up canceling. I was leaving out of town and I was also just like, do I really want to meet this guy? Like he lives in D.C. Like, let's whatever. But he was such a character. He, we chatted a lot, like texted a lot. He claims to have perfect digestion. He said, he said only one or two rich people he knew in Australia had bidets. So it was not common. Basically it was like a rich person thing was what he Mm -hmm. said. And in Australia they have Western toilets, but with less water. So he claimed that when he first came to the U S and I think he went to, he was really smart. He like, he went to Princeton. He went to some other school and now he works with the government like, oh, I have it noted here. His PhD in engineering from Princeton. He's a water engineer and he's working on climate change. He was smart. He was articulate. Arctic I think really
1: DC, man. Yeah,
0: exactly. I enjoyed sharing the shit with him and he wanted a citation. He wanted a shout out. So maybe I'll have to text him and be like, just so you know. You got, you got your five minutes. Here's the link to the episode. Enjoy. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. Um, but so he claims when he first came to the US, he thought every toilet was broken and flooded. And eventually he realized they were just meant to be like that because the water in Australia, he said they have so much less water in them. I thought that was
1: really interesting. I've heard that from a New Zealander. So I feel like it's that entire body of land. I actually have heard, I think it's that entire side of, the globe has yes. this lower so they have lower water yes and there's like ours um floods water into the tank to flush theirs sucks the water out of the tank to flush so it's like two different mechanisms which is hysterical that he's a water engineer because he's i feel like the what are the, what odds? the
0: odds he's a goddamn water engineer
1: yeah well
0: yeah so you'll see i have a few others and One of them also mentioned that, like, there's more water, they noticed, in U.S. toilets. I thought that was really interesting. And just typical American, like, of course, we're wasting water. How does everyone else manage to do it with less water? I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Thank you, Ryan, for your input. He told me about some – I'm not going to get into details, but he claims to have perfect digestion. He says – he claims he only had diarrhea one time in his life. He was in Houston. There was a situation. He was on a run. He had to squat down in someone's rose garden. I was like, you know, Ryan – Thank you for this. Thank you for, I'm sorry for your hardship. Thank you for sharing this story. He was a real character and I appreciated the candor.
1: I kind of love him though. I feel like if this doesn't work out, I, you guys kind of should be best friends anyway.
0: I loved, no, honestly, he was great. I just personally was like, is it worth meeting someone from DC? Right. I don't want to waste his time Right. It had nothing to do with him. He did nothing weird or wrong. And I ended up, I really did end up having to go out of town that weekend. I went, I was going home to Connecticut So that was not a lie, but I was also just like, eh, you know, whatever. But thank you, Ryan from Australia. Number two. okay, Jason from Ireland. I met him on Hinge. We actually went on an in-person date. So he said there's no bidets in Ireland and it's basically just westernized toilets with toilet paper. And he said from an Irish Perspective that bidets are like a French or Italian thing. They're not popular in Ireland or the UK or Germany. That's what he said.
1: I do have to say, the only time I've seen one was in Portugal. So I kind of feel like it may be like a Portugal, Spain, French, Italian type of vibe, more of like a Southern European thing. I don't even know if that's classified as Southern Europe. I'm not a geography major, you guys, but. That northern area of Europe, it's just probably not as much of a thing there.
0: Yeah. No, I appreciated it. He was fun. I mean, no one wants the date review, but I'm giving it. He had a, you know, the Irish accent. He was, like, lapping me in drinks. Like, I was really getting a kick of it. I was like, wow, you really are, like. Irish and he was just like yeah like yada yada like I I, I, it's not like I don't drink I had like two drinks and he was already on like his fifth drink I was like okay you know
1: like I thought when you said yada yada I thought for a split second we were gonna get an accent there
0: (laughs) oh my god I can okay some accents I can do the Irish accent I really couldn't oh oh he did teach me some Irish slang which I loved so apparently the term crack and it's not spelt like c-r-a-c-k but crack, you can it's used positive or negative. You can say, oh, they're a fun crack or like they're a good crack, which means like they're a good time. Like, so, so obviously he told his friends I was a good crack.
1: So I have to say from your explanation of this, I can tell that you're not a Love Island fan.
0: I'm not a what fan?
1: Love Island.
0: Oh, I don't watch Love Island.
1: Okay, I could tell because they talk about people's crack, which is in this context it's hysterical because i immediately thought of a butt crack but yeah. um that's what in the love island uk version which is the original they yeah. say um like she's got good crack like yeah. you know let's crack on with each other right yeah my favorite
0: so he said it can be used the other way so like my this is what i liked mine is crack like Oh, that dude is minus crack. I was like, I'm gonna use that for I'm telling you, I picked up so many great terms since meeting that's all sorts fabulous. Of so we liked Jason. It was the first and last date, but he was nice. We learned about crack. Love it. Number three, Constantine from Munich. We matched on Hinge. We never met. He said there's no bidets in Germany, and the bathroom experience is similar in Munich. Um to the US, but their toilets have again, their toilets have less water and require less flushing than US toilets. He also mentioned in Europe that they they do not have open bathroom stalls like we do in the US. Like so say you're in like an office building and you go in and there's stalls, you know, like the tops are all open and you go to the bathroom and technically you can like hear the person next to you. He said they don't have that and for him that's been the weirdest adjustment since coming to the US and using our bathrooms. And I know he, he works for a large bank that I won't say, but you know, they should, they need to up, upgrade those toilets
1: there. I do have to say that is something, there's certain things in this world that I've been questioning since I was a little kid. One of them is how cruise ships float, <laughs> the other one is how buildings are built. And the last one is why don't bathrooms to all doors go down to the floor? Like, I, it is. I don't know. Criminal, honestly. You're Constantine. Yeah.
0: You guys, you may need to shoot the shit. Um, but yeah, I, I found that really interesting. My next is a quick one. I honestly don't even remember him. James from Australia. We met on we matched on Hinge. He said they don't have bidets. I don't think it was much of a discussion because I don't have many notes. And again, this was a few months ago. Um, my fifth, oh my god, this guy sent me pictures. He wanted to keep talking. Raphael. From Brazil. Now. Pictures of the. Lots of. So he sent me pictures. I'll explain to you of the hose. So he said in Brazil, the older apartments have bidets. Modern apartments have hoses next to the toilet. And he goes, "Do do you know what I'm talking about? And I was like, no, I've never seen a hose next to a toilet. So he described it as a small watering hose. He said he also lived in Portugal for a year and said that they do have bidets He literally texted me pictures of this little garden hose next to the toilet, and there's like a bucket type thing. And he also made the point to say it's really important not to confuse hand towels for butt towels. Because I was like, well, do you use toilet paper every time or do you use a towel? And he's like, I dry with a towel. I was like, okay, but so then where do you keep it? Because obviously it's a bathroom. Like there's a hand towel, yada, yada. And he's like, yeah, you have to be really careful not to mix them up.
1: So I have to say that The only experience I have with this is I was asking Jordan about if this was the first time he'd ever used a bidet. And he said that when he was in Thailand, they had little hoses. So it sounds very similar to Brazil. So when I asked which one he preferred, he said the Tushy because the hose, yes, it's separate. So it doesn't kind of like mess up the structure of the toilet, but... If you're thinking logistically, if you're, like, picturing yourself using this hose, where are you, like, are you, leaning? Are you like, leaning over a little bit? Are you putting no. it, like, in... It's, like, it's messy. Like, the water is not just going to... It's not... It's always going to be misplaced.
0: Yeah. Well, also, just think about a hose. Think about, you know, you're gardening, you know, you're watering the plants, whatever. Like, that thing is spraying water everywhere. I mean, the, the hose that... Raphael from Brazil sent me pictures of. It's short. It's not as big as a garden hose. But first of all, it looked bad. It was like on the wall next to like the toilet, which I thought was a little silly. And secondly, it just seemed messy. Like, oh, now I need to use... Like, don't make me get the hose. I, I just... I didn't... <laughs> this is doubtfire. I don't... I don't love the hose. He sent several pictures. I finally had to say, that's enough. I get the point. And... I don't like it. I don't think I'd like it.
1: Yeah, no. I, I don't think... I think the Tushy is just a way better system. I do think that... I know sustainability was one thing we had mentioned in part one. And I do think that, you know, other countries are just more sustainable than we are. And so, yes, a butt towel doesn't seem fabulous, especially when you might mistake it for the hand towel. But I have to say, I based on like when you are using the bidet, the toilet paper is just padding dry. It doesn't get anything on it. Typically, sometimes there might be like a little tiny bit, but it's, it's actually like a very doable thing to use the butt towel. But I am just like, if you pee, are you, I know that guys don't use, to, like don't like white, but like if you're a girl, are you, what are you doing when you pee then if they don't have any I still paper. use
0: toilet paper. Maybe they use toilet paper for that and then and then just pat the – butt. I don't know. Look, you can color code it and be like the butt towels are brown, the
1: hand towels are white. You could hose the front, I think, because I have heard that there's some countries or some types yeah. of days that have a hose in the front and a hose in the back. So yep. you can hose it and then just use the towel for both. I don't know. I don't like that so much.
0: Though. I don't like that either, though. Like I'm happy with the tushy attachment – and using a little bit to pat dry and then this the normal amount that I use for the front that I've always used.
1: Mm-hmm. Me too. I feel good about that. Because we're, we're
0: being more sustainable than we were. We're using less toilet paper.
1: Exactly. Think about if every single household had a tushy or any type of bidet attachment, the amount of toilet paper that we would save. So much less. Yeah. Using so much less. So it's
0: interesting. And then my last person, he's American. We matched on Bumble. He was born in South Africa, but not raised there. He said it's not a thing there. And I can speak to that, too. Like, when I went to South Africa, I did not see any bidets anywhere there. Um, And he and I did talk about Japanese toilets. I guess his brother-in-law has it. And he said when he used it, it was, like, amazing. Like, he literally was, like, it lights up, and then there's, like, a mist. And he had so much fun with it and you felt really clean and like you dry and you go on your way. Wow. So another person who likes the Japanese toilet, everyone seems to like them. And he was like, I don't get why everyone doesn't have one. And I was like, maybe because they're like $10,000. Like, let's just try to think rationally about how most of the world lives here. Well, And he was smart and well-traveled, been to like a billion places. But anyway, he was a, He was a fan of that. We talked a little bit about the tushy bidet. He did not appreciate learning that I'm a morning pooper because I was like, yep, I use it in the morning. It it was cold when I first tried it and yada, yada. Not like rudely, but his face when I said that. um, He was taken aback. But I mean, he wasn't that bothered. He wants a second date. So what can I say? Clearly my bidet ways floated his boat. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. And then... I have to say I did have two non-responders, Faragal from Ireland and Angelo from Portugal, both on Hinge. I was already matched with them. I messaged them saying I'm doing market research, asking them about their bidet experience growing up in Ireland, growing up in Portugal, yada, yada. A nice message. No response.
1: This is upsetting because getting that Portuguese insight would have been, I think, because we've heard from multiple people now at this point that Portugal does have, bidets as a pretty common thing and it would have been really nice to get his opinion but you know would have been
0: all i can say is i'm going to portugal in a few weeks i will bust that shit wide open for you
1: oh thank you so yes we need pictures we need reports everything
0: but i have to say like those two didn't respond that's fine every other guy who responded who i wasn't already in a convo with i i had like a nice opener just being like how are you so glad we matched doing market research i see you're from you know yada, yada. Do you, you know, Did you use bidets? What was your experience like there versus here? Every single one, except for the two that didn't respond, were like so excited. They're like, oh my God, this is the best message I've ever received on Hinge. I can't wait to talk about this. You're hilarious. Like, blah, 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 blah. Like it was actually like so funny and they were like very excited to discuss it. So
1: when you have the same conversation over and over and over again, incessantly every single day, and then you get a fun question about your bidet experience in your home country. Yeah. Who wouldn't love that?
0: Yeah, I mean, and I'm sure they're like not expecting it. Like, let's be honest, I'm sure most people on Hinge and Bumble aren't inquiring about their toilet experience and that's totally fine and fair. Mine obviously was like out of left field. Like if I received that message, I'd be like, oh my God, I can't wait to tell you about my experience. So I think overall it went well. And, you know, I continue to ask any people I meet, not from the U S just out of curiosity.
1: So I, you know, it's an ongoing endeavor. I'm really excited to keep, I I'm going to start. This will be the first thing that pops into my head Anytime I meet anyone new that's not from the US and I'll probably for the rest of the time that I'm alive on this earth, be asking those people the same exact question.
0: Yeah. Especially the ones that like, I'm not talking about people you meet in their native country. I'm talking about people you meet here in the US. Mm -hmm. Like, was it an adjustment? Do you miss bidets? Did you not even have bidets? Did you have this hose? Do you have Japanese toilets? Like, Everyone over there, even if they didn't have it, they seem to be much more familiar to them and like have clearly been exposed to them more than we have here. Like Japanese toilets, the South Park episode, it's like just becoming a thing over here. Whereas like, and we talked about this last time, but it's like, that's been around for years and like Europe, the East, they're all much further ahead than we are.
1: Yeah. And I think when we talk about it in the way that we experience this positive transition going from toilet paper to bidet, you can't help but think, is it the complete opposite emotional response to go the opposite way? Like you spend your entire life in this clean, yes, sustainable, but that's probably not at the forefront of your mind. But the, I mean, maybe it is, I don't know. But you go from this clean experience to something weird like toilet paper, and it's gotta be jarring for them. Same thing, honestly, with the way that the toilet flushes or the amount of water that's inside of it, but, yeah. it's, but particularly that, because that's changing your entire experience. Like they don't know how to wipe. They don't know how much toilet paper do I grab? Like, I have no right. idea.
0: No, it's, it's so funny. And even like how two of them said they thought it was like flooded when they came here. Cause they're used to much less water. Like it sounds silly, but like how many times a day do you go to the bathroom? That's like a huge part of your life. And that would be a huge ad- adjustment to all of a sudden be like, oh, I, now I need to like figure out how much toilet paper and like smear this around. And like, I'm sure they all, you know, everyone's made the mistake where like, you're not so thorough and then you're paying for it later. And, you know, I'm sure they did that once, maybe twice. Don't let it happen again and figured out how much toilet paper they need.
1: Yeah. And if, if, if you only take away one thing from this episode, I feel like it's the fact that people are way more willing to talk about this stuff than we realize. It's just this thing in our society that for some reason, it's, it's got to be taboo for us to even, particularly women, honestly, it's like taboo for us to even talk about this thing that literally everyone does once a day, maybe twice a day, you know, however often you're going.
0: Yeah. Well, the thing is too, it's like, I get that it's unpleasant. Like it's not pretty. There's a smell, but it's like, this is a normal part of bodily function. Every living thing, I say, I guess with the exception of plants, every living thing poops, animals, people, um, mammals, you know, anything in the ocean, insects, they all poop. Like everybody poops as we know. So it shouldn't be that weird. I think it's just because it's a private thing. People don't talk about it. And that's fine. I'm not saying you have to go around talking about it, but like, it shouldn't be taboo. And it's not weird to discuss your experience. And like we talked about last time, like getting in tune with like, when you go to the bathroom, what are your habits? Do you bring your phone with you? I've been very conscious about not since our last episode. And it's funny. You like grab your phone, you take it with you. Now I do not do it. I focus on my posture. Mm -hmm.
1: I have been, since we talked about bringing the phone to the bathroom, I have been so much more conscious of just not doing it Yeah, and it does make a world of a difference. The other thing I was thinking about was, cause there was a thought that crossed my mind. Again, I'm like you, I, I really, people are really never in my apartment, but there was like a split second thought that I had before installing it of, oh, when someone comes here They're going to know I have a bidet. And I don't know why there was this one couple, like millisecond or a couple seconds where I was like, would that be weird? And I know that for some people that are squeamish or feel weird about talking about it, that could be a deterrent in terms of getting a bidet because then it's this other thing in the bathroom that has to be explained to people. But I don't think that that should be the thing that deters you from it because at the end of the day when that person is over and using it they'll be thrilled and excited and if anything it's a positive talking point and there's really no downside i if that's something you're concerned about i wouldn't let that deter you if you can
0: absolutely i mean i totally get it so a few points there. Just to piggyback off, like if someone came to my apartment and was like, what is this? I'd be like, you haven't tried this. Your life is about to be changed. Like sometimes people just need to be educated. They don't know. Let them know. But I have to say, so for my building, we have like a online system. You like submit for like work orders, like whatever, you know, like I have a plumbing issue. I, have a, I need a light bulb change. So I submitted for a plumbing thing. I have a Tushy Bidet attachment. I need someone to hook it up. It takes 10 minutes. It's It sounds like a big deal because bidet, they're thinking like a freestanding thing. I'm like, it's not a big deal. It, it, you need a screwdriver and that's it. I have everything you need. Even though they have tools. So I was like, I have everything else. And then the building manager, who's a guy my age, I have his number. Like I text him. If I like it, like I need a repair, blah, blah. Like there were a few things when I first moved in, I was like back and forth with him. He's very nice, very professional. But he texted me and he was like, Hey, what does this entail? You know, ask a few questions. I was like, don't worry. I know it sounds like a big deal. And I was like, I'm just doing this for market research. Like I felt the need to explain and just be kind of like, I'm just doing this for market research. It sounds kind of weird. It's not. It will, It's a 10 minute installation. They All they need is a screwdriver. I have everything else. I promise. And he was like, literally, he said no judgment. Like most of the world uses bidets because he's from... I don't know exactly where he's from, but most of the doormen in my building and him, I think they're from like Serbia or Croatia. Oh, they're so not he's like,
1: I got that. He's like, I know where, I know what this yeah. is. We're good. He probably,
0: he probably was like, oh, I want to use that. Yeah. Okay. So this week, tell me what you think about this, Nikki. I've had an odd amount of food names of people surface into my life this week. Some French guy on Hinge was named Romaine.
1: I do. that. Do you watch Selling Sunset? No. Okay. Her boyfriend's name, I think husband now, I can't remember, um, is named Romaine. That was the first time I had ever heard it, but this is the second time. So it's not as jarring for me, but it still was like very interesting.
0: Like Romaine lettuce. I I liked it. I am kid you not. I received an email from someone with the last name Cauliflower this week. Not spelt the way we spell, I'm not gonna spell it, but it's not spelt the way we spell the vegetable cauliflower, but you can see the spelling.
1: It's I did it out. in the cruciferous family. I did have a teacher in kindergarten named Mrs. Broccoli.
0: Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Stop. She was fabulous. We love her. I don't know what she is Broccoli.
1: Now. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, and then my last thing is I met someone from Sandwich, Massachusetts. That's okay. a real place.
1: I have heard of Sandwich but I don't know why. I can't remember what context it was, where I heard about it. I don't know if they're famous for something. It's probably not sandwiches, just the way that things go. Yeah. But something has happened in Sandwich, Massachusetts or someone famous is from there. I Please reach out to Liz if you're listening to this and you know what I'm talking about. But yeah, yeah I kind of love that.
0: DM me, Liz underscore underscore Broder on Instagram, if you are familiar with Sandwich Massachusetts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or maybe we just need to go and like check it out for ourselves. If they don't have a famous sandwich shop, it's a crime. It's a crime. I know.
0: I know. But I, I just wanted to share that because you're a dietitian, and like what fun. But anyway, this has been so fun. You're my first guest to come back for a second time.
1: I'm so excited. You don't understand. I was part of, yes, I was upset that I couldn't set up the Tushy because I wasn't able to use it, obviously, until it was set up. But I also had this, like, urge in the back of my mind that was like, come on, you got to get it set up so that we can do another part two. Like, we have to do another episode. I was so excited.
0: I've been waiting for this moment.
1: Uh, Well, thank you so much for having me and having me back. This is, and for also convincing me to get the Tushy because I never would have gotten it without you. Of course,
0: it's been a pleasure for everyone listening. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to Shit Talk. I will tag Nikki in the show notes on Insta and that's it. Everyone have an amazing week.